don't know me, my name is Lanry Omonai. <laughs> All right. Uh, before I um, before I start, I just want to um, uh, do some house uh, cleaning, some some announcements and all of that. But before then, let's just pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just want to thank you this morning. We bless you. Thank you, O oh God, because you are faithful. Your word declares that even when we were unfaithful, you will remain faithful. And we just want to, we just want to appreciate you for the constancy of your faithfulness to us. We thank you and we bless you. This morning, we just ask you, O oh God, that you help us. And as your word goes out, it does not return to you void. It accomplishes all that you want it to accomplish. We bless you. We give you praise. Jesus, be exalted here because you are the reason why we exist. You are the reason for our gathering. We thank you and we bless you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, all right. Again, how are we all doing? Okay, um, I have a little bit of house, you know, just to talk. Uh, how many people have their phones here? You have your phones here, let me see it. You have your phones. I, I want to see your phones. It's not a sin to bring your phone to church. All right, I have mine here. It's old anyway, but still functioning. All right. Uh, the reason why I am asking for this is we need, just indulgence, we just need your help. We need your help to be able to help us. Amen. We've been talking about our core values, am I correct? Yes. And one of them is what? Share. Yes. We want to share. Now, the world has moved, it has advanced, things are happening, things are no longer the way they are. You know, prior to this year's, if I can go out with my um, tracts, I want to minister to somebody, but these days it looks weird somehow. You just meet somebody, you want to just give them a track or you want to. But there's an easy way to do it, and that's through social media. And we have understood, we have come to understand that social media, even though it has its downside, also has its upside. Amen. And one of the upside is the easiest way to be able to share our faith and to be able to share what we're doing here is through social media. Am I correct? Correct. We did a test run, some kind of test run, you know, uh, about, we started it about, where's Revelation? Okay, uh, okay. We, we, started, we started text from maybe about four or five weeks ago, and, all, and I tell you, the response that we're getting on social media is amazing. We are reaching people that we never thought we could ever reach. I have spoken to somebody from Kenya concerning our social media activity. Somebody called me from Kenya. So some of the things we're doing here, it looks like you know, it doesn't have effect, but it has effect out there. And so this is why we want you to help us to be able to spread what we're doing out there, to be able to help us reach as many people as we can reach. 
Are we committed to it? Amen. Okay, just some few people. A lot of people, a lot of people are still. All right, but we have, uh, we have, we, we, we have some things that we really needed to help us with. All right, and we want to drive the traffic on our website. All right, so every information will go on our website. Every uh, news, everything you need to know about our church will go on our website. We want to drive the uh, traffic there, and we are asking you to just go there. Check out our website. A lot of information we are giving you are going to be on the website. A lot of things you need to know. We might not be able to tell you as detailed as they should be. But if you go to our website, we have all the information. We are going to have all the information that is necessary. All right. Apart from our website, we have a Facebook. I know young people don't like Facebook anymore, right? It's only for old people like us. All right. But it's still effective. We can still reach certain people, certain old people like us, all right? So... <laughs> Okay, young at heart. Okay, 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 okay. I, I, I like the semantics, but uh, <laughs> all right. So social media, Facebook, this is where we are. Reach us on Facebook where, I mean, our social media is on fire. Amen. I know this is news to a lot of people because you are not involved, and that's why we're inviting you. We want you to be involved. And what we want you to do is when we have a post, when we post something on Facebook, just like it. All you just do is just like it. That's all we're asking. Like, share. Like and share. All right? It's not a place to start arguing on things that are, you know, things that are not you know, relevant and, you know, you bring all kinds of things and don't, don't post anything there. Don't just do, just like and share. That's all we're asking you. Like, share, make comments. All right? Because we want to drive the information. We want to drive the things that are going on here. You may not think we are doing much, but I tell you, this past few weeks that I have seen our social media, especially the Facebook page, I know that we're doing something here. Something is happening here that many of us that are sitting here don't understand. All right? So we want it. We want you to join us in doing that. All right. Also, uh, we have um, our Instagram. Just follow us. Uh, and then YouTube, we have a YouTube channel. Same thing, follow us. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, subscribe. And then, you see, I'm old, I only know Facebook. <laughs> Young at heart, okay, okay, that's what she said. <laughs> All right, and also we have a WorkFan app. Please go to the App Store, get the WorkFan app. All our messages are on the WorkFan app. All the messages, any message you are thinking of, any message you want to review, you want to restudy, all those things are on our WorkFan app. And then our Twitter is still loading. All right? So, I, again, I just cannot overemphasize or underemphasize the things that are happening on our social media. And I just want us to take advantage of that because at the end of the day, if we don't take advantage of the social media space, you know what is happening? We are seeing about 50% about or more of the opportunity that we have to be able to reach people, to be able to tell them the good news of Jesus Christ, and to be able to tell them of the things that are going on here. Yes. So are we all on the same page? Yes. Can we all agree? Yes. All right. Thank you so much in advance as you help us with our 
uh, efforts to reach out to a broader population than we have already done. Thank you very much. Okay. Uh, can I get my video, please? There's no sound there. There's no sound. How many of you have seen that video before? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I, uh, it's relevant somehow. I'll address it later on, but it's relevant to what I'm trying to say. Uh, in the last two weeks, we have been talking about sharing. From the beginning of the year, we were talking about our core values, and one of them is what? Sharing. Okay, let's, let's even see if, let me, let, me, let me do a test. Let me see if we're following, all right? So who can give me? I don't have $2 at Pastor Bank, but I can pray for you if you get it right. <laughs> All right, so who can tell me what our core, four core values are? There are just four of them. Who can, any, any taker, any taker, nobody wants to be prayed for? All right, let's go together so that we, huh? Okay, I'm not here, okay, I'm not hearing you. Number one is what? Prayer. Prayer. Number two? Giving, number three. Sharing. Number four. Sharing. Okay, I had. All right, anyway, so we pray, we give, we serve, and we share. And in the past two weeks, or the last two weeks, uh, uh, Pastor Lee has been talking about sharing, the sharing aspect. And he has been sharing from, the sharing aspect that he's been taking it from is from the aspect of uh, uh, sharing our faith and trying to uh, uh, present Jesus Christ to people that are outside of our faith. And from what he said, or from what I understand that he said, one of the things he said is that, you know, we share our faith by actually engaging people. All right? We engage people. And there's a passive aspect to it. In other words, the way we live our lives is also a way that we share our faith. But I want to look at sharing this morning. This morning, I want to look at sharing from a little different perspective from that. Because whenever we're talking about sharing, we're looking, I mean, we should be looking at sharing from two perspectives or two angles, all right? One of them is that we share our faith without, all right? Which is what he told us two weeks ago, or from two weeks, about two weeks now. There's another angle which I'm trying to look at this morning, and it is sharing our faith within. So there's an outward sharing, 
and there's a sharing within. When we share our faith outwardly, it is called evangelism. When we share inwardly, it is called fellowship. So sharing is not complete until you have evangelism and you have what? Fellowship. Are we clear so far? And I want you to understand this morning, I want you to know how important this thing is. And that is what Paul told us in many areas or in many instances. From what he will say or from what Paul has been saying, if we want to deduce or summarize what Paul is saying, Paul is saying essentially in a lot of places that fellowship or sharing within or sharing with one another is what we are actually created for. We have been created to fellowship. We have been created for one another. We have been created to support one another. And here is it. Fellowship or sharing within is so important to God that he paid the highest price just to have fellowship with us. If fellowship is that important to God, then we have to take another look at fellowship. How we're sharing with one another. How we're living with one another. How we're engaging with one another. That is so, so, so important. Sharing versus evangelism. Or, I mean, sorry, evangelism versus fellowship. If I engage outside, the intention is to win people inside, to bring people in. If I share within my fellow people, when I'm sharing within, when we're engaging within ourselves, the intention is for us to grow. From outside, we win inside. We win people in. From inside, we want to grow. We get that point? All right. When I'm sharing outside, I'm sharing my faith. Are we getting it? But when I'm sharing inside, I'm sharing my gifts. So there's faith out there, there's gift in here. And there's nobody got preacher without a gift. Everybody has something to give. If you don't get anything here, I want you to know that we are created to fellowship. We are created to fellowship. All right. So, number one, I said outside is what? Evangelism. It is winning, and it is my faith I'm sharing. Inside, it is fellowship. We're growing, and I'm sharing my gift. This is so important. I, I, again, I cannot over or underemphasize how important this is. Paul put it this way. Ephesians 4 starting from verse 17. Look at what Paul said. Ephesians 4, 17. Look at what Paul said. So important. Uh, go to 18. Let me see. If, I think 18 will be... No, no, no. Okay. I think... Uh, go back to 17. 8, 16. Let me see 16. Okay, yes. Fifth, okay. 
Okay, to make it more distinct, start from 15. 15. Look at what it says. But speaking the truth in love may grow in all things into him who is the head. That is Christ. 16 now. From whom the whole body joined and knitted together by that which every joint supplies. This is how fellowship is so important. According to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. In other words, Paul is saying fellowship is so important that first of all, we, the body of Christ cannot be galvanized. We cannot be one. We cannot be united without it. We cannot stay together without it. What brings us together, what makes us stay together is what every one of us supplies. Absolutely. And look at what he said again. The body cannot grow without what everyone is doing. You bring yours, I bring mine, and then we grow. In other words, in other words, we can only grow collectively to the extent that we are supplying one another. Are you getting it? In other words, your growth is contingent upon my supplying. And my growth is contingent upon that which you supply. If we are ever going to grow as a body, right? Every joint has to be supplied. If one joint is not supplying, if one joint is not involved, if something happens and one joint is not involved or one part is not involved, guess what? We cannot maximize everything that God has for us as a body and we cannot maximize everything that God has for us as individuals. No matter how bright you are, no matter how anointed you are, no matter how intelligent you are, you cannot know everything about God. Absolutely. By just studying yourself. You remember what Paul said? He said the love of God can only be comprehended when you are experiencing it with all saints. He said that we might comprehend the love of God that is incomprehensible by what? Through with all of the other saints. So that we will, together with them we'll be able to know what is the depth, what is the height, what is the width of the love of God that passes understanding. In other words, that's, 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 that's it's, it's like, it's like um, what do you call it now? It's, 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 it's abnormal, right? He said the love of God cannot be comprehended on one end. He said the love of God which passes understanding. In other words, it cannot be comprehended. Am I correct? However, on the other side again, on the other hand again, he said what? He said that you will comprehend with all the saints. What is he telling us? That's confusing sometimes if you don't know what it's saying. In other words, what it is saying is that you by yourself, you cannot understand the love of God. The, word of, the love of God can only be comprehended through the functioning of the other saints. That's how you can know the love of God. Amen. That's how you can understand the love of God. So this is so important. I want you to know that this is so, so, so important. All right? Uh, Here's 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 something that is so um, here's something that is so important. Let me just go here before I go to what I'm saying. I'm still on that love of God, but I need to say this first. A lot of times, a lot of times, 
We think that for us to grow, for us to be able to fulfill the purposes and the counsel of God, number one, we must have the Holy Spirit, which is true. And God has given them, God has given all of us that for us to, you know, for us to, you know, grow. Then for some other people, it's the Word of God. You know, I have the Word of God. I have the Holy Spirit. All right? Number four, another one is, you know, pray. If I can pray, I'll just be okay. All right? But can I submit to you this morning, can I submit to you this morning, that the way God works and the way God does His thing, there's not one thing that is meant to help you get to where you need to get to. If you pray and you don't have the Holy Spirit, there's a problem. <laughs> if you have the Holy Spirit, you don't have the Word of God, there's a problem. It has to be a mix of everything. Yes. And one of the other things too, that God has mixed into, that God has added into that mix, is people. If you have the Holy Spirit, you have the Word of God, you can pray, and then you don't value people. You are limited. It's not complete. The equation is not complete. If you have people and you don't have the Holy Spirit, you are kind Absolutely. So it's a combination of all these things put together, all these things together, that helps us come to that place of fullness with Christ and the Godhead. And that's why I want you to know that everybody is important. Everybody has a place. Everybody is needed. Can we say that together? Everybody is important. Everybody and everybody has a what? Needed. <laughs> Important. You have a place and you are needed. I want you to know it. You see, it, this is the way God designed it. Can God do without us? Yes, He can do without us. He's the all knowing God. But He has chosen not to do without us. Absolutely. That's His choice. Can God save the whole earth? Yes, He can do it. But does he want to do it without us? No. Everybody is important. Everybody. It does not matter who you are. I didn't think my son would be here. I wanted to use an example of him. But I'll go ahead and do it anyway. <laughs> and embarrass him anyway. He... He's a wrestler, high school wrestler. He wrestles. And uh, he has put in so much work in that. And, you know, when they put in that much work, you know that the parents do also put in a lot of work. So, so I've, I've told him that, you know, uh, your first year paycheck is going to be mine. With all, all the things I've been... <laughs> I'm not talking about one month. It's going to be one year, the first year paycheck. I'll take everything. <laughs> Anyway, he has put in so much work to become a wrestler. And he has done so well. He has done so well. At first, when he, when, when he got in, I didn't think it was going to last one month. He lasted a season. Amen. He lasted a second season. Amen. And we're still going. Amen. And I never thought he would get into varsity. He, went, he got into varsity. Because all the while I was thinking, oh, he's, going, he's just going to drop out, he's going to drop out, he's going to, you know. But he never did. He, just, he was just committed to that. And this year was big for him. 
because he wanted to go to state. He put in all the effort, put in everything, did everything that he needed to do to make it. And he was well on his way to get there. But when the last set of competitions were happening, he injured his toe. And he was like, will you go, will you not go? He was like, will you go, will you not go? Will you go, will you not go? Will you go, will you not go? And, and all of a sudden, you know, the, the coaches did everything they can do. They put eyes, heat, they did everything to make sure that that toe is okay. Because he was one of the guys that, you know, was promising that could help them get to state. Unfortunately, the toe looked like it was healing and it was working and all of that. But when he got there to fight, the toe failed him. And the toe did not just fail, the, the toe did not just the toe failed him. That's what I said. You, you get what I said? His toe failed him. Now, this is, a, this is a guy who is 160, 170 pounds of solid muscles, but a toe that is less than one pound. Messed him up. That's good, bro. <laughs> 160 pounds of solid muscles, but one toe that is less than one pound. Messed him up. That is how important we are. Amen. It does not matter where you are. It does not matter who you are. It does not matter what your role is in the body of Christ. That's why I said you are what? Important. You are important. We are important. I want you to say to yourself, we're important. And if you don't engage here, you don't get yourself involved here, we are missing something. And we cannot reach our full potential as a church. When all the seats are empty, I don't want you to blame anybody. I want it to be a collective blame for ourselves. Because we are going to grow together. Amen. Because a lot of times, a lot of times, we want to blame it on, you know, first impression. We want to blame it on the people who, who, who are, you know, who, who are relating to, who are supposed to relate. We want to blame it on the leaders. But I'm telling you, sometimes, sometimes, it might not be all this. All these things might be okay. All these things might be well put together, but because somebody somewhere at the back end is not doing their thing, and then we all suffer. We all suffer. But I want you to know today that we all have a part to play in how we grow, both numerically and spiritually. God wants us to grow deep in him. He wants us to grow tall in him, and he wants us to grow wide in him. As we grow deep, our foundation is being grounded in God. As we grow tall, our worship is reaching up to him. Amen. As we grow wide, we are reaching out and spreading our tentacles to be able to embrace others. And I want to tell you that we all have a part to play in this. Amen. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what your giftings are. All right? That, that, you know, that I stand here and I preach does not mean I am more important than somebody who cleans the, 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 I mean the church. Amen. Everyone has a gift. 
every gift is important and everyone is needed. Everyone is needed. All right? Okay. Let's just quickly dissect this. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. Let's quickly dissect this a little bit further. And as we do that, open to uh, Ecclesiastes. Open to the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 4. Yep. Ecclesiastes 4 to 8. Ecclesiastes 4, 8. Look at what it said. This is a description of a man. This is the, this is the profile. This is a man's profile. All right? And uh, maybe I didn't do this before. I was supposed to have done this before. The, I'm titling this message, uh, Me, I, versus Us. All right? Me, I, versus Us. That's the title. Look at what he said. Look at this man's profile. There is one alone without companion. He has neither son nor brother. I want to just put it there. The Bible already told us he's alone. So neither son or brother is just an emphasis to tell you how alone he is. So when it says alone, it also includes the fact that he doesn't have friends. Because he's alone. He doesn't have friends. He doesn't have any kind of relationship. The son and the brother is just for emphasis. All right? Yet, there is no end to all his labor. This guy is lenient it when it comes to his job. Nor is his eyes satisfied with riches. He is rich. He has it all together when it comes to wealth. Right? His 401k is great. <laughs> he has six to one month's year of savings. That if anything happens, I mean, he's, I mean, he's okay. All right? So he is nailing it. He's doing very well. He has good investments. Everything is going right when it comes to him financially. He's doing well. All right? But he never asks, for whom do I toil and deprive myself of good? What good is he talking about there? What good is he talking about there? Anybody can guess? What were, what, what were we talking about from the beginning? What good is that? He's depriving himself of what? Relationships. That's the good there. He's depriving himself of relationships. You understand? Because of his work, because of his money, because of everything, he's depriving himself of his relationships. All right? This also, look at what he said, this also is vanity and a grave misfortune. In other words, you are rich financially, but you are poor relationally. relationally. If you have all the money in the world, but you don't have the relationship to back it up, the Bible says what? I didn't say. You say it's a great misfortune. Let's take it out of wealth. It might be anything. You might be anything. You might have everything intact. You have your PhD. You have everything that you need. All right? You have a great car. You have a great house. You have everything. You don't have a debt. If you have everything intact, but you are poor relationally, the Bible says what? Great misfortune. Grave. And that grave, you see, that grave, that, you know, sometimes you might say great, but there's a difference between great and grave. Grave means it's critical. It's a critical situation. 
Go ahead, number nine. Verse number nine. Look at what he said now. Now he's not saying it. After he has told us that guy's profile, and we have looked at him, look at what he said. He said, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. When Solomon was writing this, I wanted to understand the kind of society that he was living in. All right? When, he, wasn't, he wasn't living in this kind of situation, in this kind of society where you can call 911 when you have a problem. Or you can call the fire service when something happens. That wasn't the kind of society he, he was in. The kind of society he was in was the kind of society where everybody had to provide for themselves. All right? You have to provide for yourself. You have to live for yourself. You have to figure out how things will work for you. That was the kind of society he is. And he was also not oblivious of the fact that even though you have to provide everything for yourself, no man can provide for himself completely. No man can provide for himself completely. All right? So guess what he said? That's why he was now telling them, it's good for two to come together. Because why? They will have a good reward for their labor. There are so many things you are laboring for that somebody else can help you do. So many things. You are wasting your energy. In economics, there's something called the economics of scale. All right? Where you just do the things that you can do very well and allow some other people to do the other things that you can do very well. So if the Gentiles understand this very well, why can't we do that? In our personal relationships, in our church, why can't we do that? Why can't we come together? Why can't we, why can't we agree that there are some things I'm not good at, there are some things you are good at, and let's work that together? Absolutely. All right, number 10. Go, go to number 10. Look at what he said. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls. For he has no one to help him. You see, that's what I was telling you. Now, that guy could have said, I have God to help me. Which is, which is some of the things that we say sometimes, right? You know, I don't need God. One with God is majority. You're fooling yourself. Right? One with God is majority. Yes, I agree. I'm not doubting that. But God uses people. Absolutely. God uses people. God needs people. He wants people. That's what the Bible tells us. To love God is to love people. Absolutely. To serve God is to serve people. Yes. If you are not serving anybody, it's difficult for me to believe the depth of your commitment to God. Yes. If you are not serving. If you are not relating with somebody, it's difficult for me to understand or to believe or to accept the depth of your commitment to God. Because if you say you love, if you say you don't love people or you don't want to relate with people, then I sure guarantee you that if Jesus appears, you will do the same thing to him. Because sometimes it's very easy to say, oh, Jesus, why did these people in the Old Testament, why did they behave this way? Why did they do this way? Why did they do things this way? If I was the one, I would have been. No, if you are the same person, you're under the same situation, under the same circumstance, you will have done the same thing. Except your mind is renewed. 
Look at what he said. Verse 10, look at it again. No, go, go to verse 11. Look, go to verse 11. We're still looking at, you know, he's still talking about this man and he's trying to tell you the things that the man is missing out, even though he has a lot of money, but there are so many things that his money cannot compensate for. His money cannot substitute certain things. There are certain things that his money cannot substitute. Again, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? I also want you to understand why he's saying this. He's saying this because of the kind of society they were in. You know, they were traders. They traded, they moved around, they, they, they traveled at night, days to go and do business. They rode on their camels and all of those kind of things. And when they got to a place where they could not move anymore, they have to stay together and coalesce. They have to come together, all right? Because there are so many perils on the way. Armed robbery did not start today. It started thousands of years ago. If not, Jesus would not have told us the story, the parable of the Good Samaritan, where the armed robbers and all of that, they took advantage of that guy and dealt with him. All right? So because of this, he said, when you travel at night, you guys can coalesce and sit together and sleep together, and then you guys will give yourself heat. Because in those desert places, it can be terribly cold at night. You can be terribly alone. And there are people or there are men and women who freeze to death. I have a friend who works in, 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 in Saudi Arabia, all right? He's, a, he's an engineer, works as, um, works, anyway. And when they go out into the desert to go and work, they give them all kinds, they make them take all kinds of precaution. Because in the day, if you get missing, you can burn to death. At night, if nobody can trace you, you can freeze to death. And so this guy was saying it. He was looking at it. So I wanted to look at it from that perspective, what he was saying. But now bring it contemporarily, all right? That there are some times and some things that we go through that we need the comfort of others to be able to feel the comfort of God. You need the comfort of others sometimes to be able to feel the comfort of God. Let's go 12, and that will be the last one I'll read because I don't have much time anymore. Though one may be overpowered by another, going back to the arm robbery thing too, can two, uh, two can withstand him, and a threefold court. So what is the Bible telling us? Two is good, three is better. In other words, the more we can relate, the more we can you know, fellowship, the more we can come together, the more we can be stronger and the better we can be. the better we can be. Why am I saying all this? Why am, I, why am I saying all this? I'm saying all of this to let you know this, that church is a place where we can come together and God can be able to express his grace and his loving kindness through, one of, through each of us. All right? I'm saying this to tell you that the place of fellowship is a place where somebody's called 
the place of one anothering one each of us. The Bible has, the scripture tells us in over a hundred times in the New Testament or in the whole scripture about one another. If it's not important, he wouldn't have told us that. Love one another. Pray for one another. Forgive one another. It is in the place of fellowship that this one another in happens. And I want us in this house to take that really, really seriously and take it to heart. Amen. That you are needed. I can be on one side of the one another in this year, today, and tomorrow you'll be on, this, on the other side of the one another in. And then we one another ourselves. How practical is this? How practical is it? Am I saying, oh, if uh, Brother Charles uh, should call everybody in the, in the, you know, Brother Charles should call, Pastor Charles should call everybody in this church every day, every time. That's not what I'm saying. Sometimes it's impracticable, right? Absolutely. You cannot do everything, Amen. but you can do something. Absolutely. All right? And so we made it very easy. We have made it very easy. We have made it very, very easy for you to be able to relate. That if you cannot relate with everybody, at least you can relate with some. If you cannot relate with all, you can relate with a few. And then we can get this thing going and get it rolling. And because of that, because of this, because of this this afternoon, there are tables out there, all right? There's a table out there, and Brother Lee, Bishop Lee, will be out there. He'll be answering your questions. We're calling, if you want to start a group, please, all you need to do, the qualification you need is just to show up and show an interest. That's the qualification. If you want to start a small group, all you need to do, show up, be interested. If you want to join one, we have a lot of them that are going on here. He will give you some information about that. Dr. Steve is not here, Dr. Onofiak is not here, but he told me of, you know, I was having a conversation with him, and he told me of how his own house group took up one week to pray and fast for his health. One week, they prayed and they fasted for his health to get better. At that time, his health was failing him. How good is that? How nice is that? How cool is that? I want us to be able to relate. I want us to be able to fulfill God's role, God's counsel, and God's purpose concerning what he wants to do. Because two are definitely better than one. And a threefold cord cannot be easily broken. One shall chase a thousand, and two shall pull 10,000 to flight. I like that math. I like the synergy that it brings. Finally, if God sees this as something that is really, really, really important, then we need to be aware and know that reaching in is just as important as reaching out. God bless you. Amen.